With the power of Tandem HR, you are in the fast lane on Main Street with Get Down to Business with Shalom Klein, the show for business and jobs. Now, the champion of networking, the advocate of jobs, the guru of business, your host, Shalom Klein. We are all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship and business. We talk a lot about business here. You're on with Get Down to Business, and I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you could always download podcasts from Get Down to Business on my website at shalomkline.com. And while you're there, don't forget to follow me on Twitter at Shalom Klein. It's going to be a jam-packed week of content and information you won't want to miss. It's a live show. You could call us at 312-642-5600. 312-642-5600. Get Down to Business is powered by Tandem HR, your solution center. You can find them online at tandemhr.com or give them a call at 630-928-0510, 630-928-0510. Once again, their website for many, many great resources, advice, and information is tandemhr.com. So this week, we will be joined by guests Lakshmi Lakshmanan. Uh, we have uh, Bernie Small here in studio. We've got Stephen Schwartz uh, calling in a lot of content, a lot of information. You won't want to miss a minute of it. And finally, at the end of the program, I'll be sharing some comments on women in the workplace. So again, jam-packed program. Don't touch that dial. Every Sunday, 6 p.m., get down to business. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Get on my website, shalomklein.com, and I might just give you a sneak peek of who will be on next week on the show that's all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. So I'm joined here in studio by Lakshmi Lakshmanan uh, Law Offices. Um, you focus on uh, immigration and nationality law. And uh, you, uh, I know you're uh, very, very knowledgeable on the subject. And it's a subject that we're hearing a lot about in the media these days. So uh, I'm sure you have a lot to say. Uh, Lakshmi, thanks so much for joining us on Get Down to Business. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. So uh, you know, let's start with breaking down the headlines for for a moment. Immigration is something that is a controversial issue. Um, I know that it's going to be a focal point in the uh, upcoming election uh, this November. It's already been a focal point in the in the debates in on uh, the respective in the respective primaries. How where do you think it's going to end up? If you had a crystal ball, where do you think it's going to end up? Bottom line, will there be any major changes proposed or will it pretty much be the same old status quo? You know, I think um, immigration has gotten a lot of press, um, specifically because it is a presidential election and there it's a pretty polarizing topic. Um, I think that there has been a lot of talk these last eight years uh, with President Obama, but we haven't seen anything major that has changed. Um, if I had a crystal ball... I believe we may be heading into another four years of potentially a lot of talk, but not necessarily a lot of action, just given that it is a polarizing issue and Congress can't seem to come together to pass any one legislation that has comprehensive agreement. I, I tend to agree with you and uh, a lot of talk, but uh, but there hasn't been a lot of action and likely Unfortunately, there won't be a lot of action, and many of our listeners are probably wondering, okay, immigration, uh, politics, these are important issues, but what does it have to do with business? Lakshmi, I know you and I both uh, believe that it has a lot to do with business. Let's talk about the numbers. Um, I know that many uh, businesses, many industries are struggling to 
fill open positions. Tell us a little bit about what you're seeing in the market. Absolutely. So when we talk about businesses growing and expanding, you know, they can only really grow and expand if they have the talent within to be able to ignite that um, expansion. And oftentimes when you're talking about industries that are in the sciences, the technologies, the engineering, the math fields, the STEM fields, as we often refer to them, um, they're not able to find the talent and the skill set in the United States. So having the option to be able to bring foreign nationals who do have that skill set is is integral and is going to continue to be integral as companies um, continue to think about growth. Um, we're looking at a situation in which we're going to have a lot of baby boomers who are retiring. Um, and so when you look at some statistics, it really shows that the U.S. labor market is not going to have sufficient workers to fill these technical professional positions that businesses are going to need. Is that something unique to the United States or is that something that, that our global uh, partners are seeing as well? Are we behind the trends? You know, I think... Um, it's really hard to compare the United States to to the rest of the world in many ways because the United States, um, I mean, we are a leader, right? So when we think about, um, you know, the scientists and the research, when you think about business growth, it is while it is a global economy, the United States really pulls from a lot of different countries um, and has and has done so um, historically. So I think I don't know that this is necessarily particularly unique to the United States, but it is a huge issue the United States faces. And I know you mentioned STEM, um, which is a uh, topic that a lot of people talk about in education, um, but what industries are you specifically seeing uh, talent gaps here in the United States? I think specifically engineering, um, as well as the sciences. We um, often think of the healthcare positions of doctors or nurses. Um, but, you know, I really think the engineering fields are the ones that um, we have a huge gap in terms of what we need and um, what we have. So the supply and demand is, is pretty, it's, it has a pretty broad range in the engineering field. So we now know what the problems are. Now let's talk about some of the solutions. There are, uh, there are visas that exist and I I apologize. This is a disclaimer for our uh, for our listeners on Get Down to Business. You are about to be taught a lesson in the alphabet and all of the uh, all of the letters that exist because it is uh, complicated. And I know uh, Lakshmi, there's probably nobody that knows uh, this alphabet better than you do. But tell us a little bit. Give us the uh, the the high level overview of the visas that exist and some of the solutions of how we can bring that talent to the United States. Absolutely. You're absolutely right when you talk about alphabets. It is certainly alphabet soup when we uh, talk about the various different immigration options. Um, So we have student visas. We have um, specialty occupation visas. We have visas that are available for individuals that come from specific countries, whether it's Australia or Singapore, Canada or Mexico. Um, Each of these visas was specifically created to bring in a certain type of talent. So when a company is looking at bringing a foreign national, it's really important that they go through and identify what is the need, what is the timeline, and then when they identify the appropriate candidate, what's the right visa for them? Um, because these visas are so specific to the type of position an individual will do, it's really important that a company really looks at everything um, um, fully. So if I were to talk about an H-1B visa, that's a visa that 
most people are commonly aware of. That's a visa that allows companies to bring in individuals who are of a specialty occupation. It's really a broad category. So you could bring in doctors and scientists, engineers, as well as even, you know, teachers um, and, and fashion models even. So it's, it's, a, it's a visa that is broadly used. It's often used by the Googles and the Microsofts, as well as some really small firms as well. Many of my clients are smaller businesses, and they have had a successful, um, you know, run with the H-1Bs. The H-1B visa allows an individual from abroad to come to the United States to work um, for three years, they might get to renew for an additional three years, and then the company could help this individual come onto a more permanent pathway of remaining in the United States. And while this is beneficial to the foreign national, it's obviously a huge benefit to the company because the company is able to bring that skill and that talent to their organization, which is then going to allow them to prosper and grow. There is a a statistic that's out there that identifies that for every 100 H-1B visas that are issued, there are 183 additional jobs that are created in the United States. So these visas are not taking away jobs necessarily from U.S. workers. They're actually helping to fill a void and create more jobs. Wow. Well, uh, it's a complicated process. And uh, once again, we're chatting with Lakshmi Lakshman. Um, regarding uh, visas, immigration, uh, all sorts of complicated issues. And uh, coming right up, we're going to continue the conversation actually about education. We're going to continue the conversation about the politics as well as hopefully learn uh, a little bit more about your practice as well. Uh, Once again, you're listening to the show that's all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Coming up, we've got more uh, advice regarding the immigration and nationality law uh, legal issues with Lakshmi Lakshmanan, uh, a law firm in Skokie, I believe. That's correct, yeah. Fantastic. Well, Get Down to Business is powered by Tandem HR, your solution center. You can find them online at tandemhr.com or give them a call, 630-928-0510. Also coming up on the program, we have uh, Bernard Small here, who's going to be telling us a little bit of uh, the advice that has worked for him uh, using uh, networking uh, to grow a business and to develop relationships. We also have some insurance tips for all of you small business owners with Stephen Schwartz. Don't touch that dial. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. And remember, uh, as you uh, get into your work week this week, make sure you are paying it forward. Make sure that you are meeting new people and not just thinking about the, uh, the how, how those contacts, how those connections can work for you in business, but are constantly thinking about how you can make that next connection happen uh, for uh, for the folks in your network. Use LinkedIn. Great resource, great tool for you. Uh, Once again, you're listening to Get Down to Business. After the break, we've got more tips, advice, and information. Don't touch that dial. How can you get from here to there? Hey, welcome back, Chicago. You're listening to the show that's all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. You're listening to Get Down to Business. I'm your host, Shalom Klein. Remember, you can always get on our website, shalomklein.com, where you can download podcasts from this show and even get a sneak peek of who's going to be on next week on the show, all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. So as promised, we are chatting with Lakshmi Lakshmanan, a law firm in Skokie. Uh, And I know you work with a lot of small businesses that are uh, trying to attract talent, trying to uh, bring in talent in areas that they might not uh, be able to uh, to find uh, right here in the U.S. So uh, you were just uh, demystifying the alphabet soup, as you called it. I like that term regarding uh, regarding the different visas that exist. And you mentioned that there are 
uh, three-year visas that exist for folks that are coming here for uh, for work. What about for education? Certainly. Um, we have the student visa, which is um, somewhat heavily used, and President Obama has actually really encouraged the use of bringing in individuals on a student visa, as these are often individuals who are eager and interested in continuing their education in the United States, and that's a skill set then that businesses have um, access to. With the student visa, what's nice about it is that once an individual completes their course of study, they're actually given an additional 12 months on their visa to work. So they are authorized to work. Um, so that's a prime pool that many companies and small businesses can utilize to get the talent that they need, but also test out to see if someone's really going to work for their business or not. And it's also a great opportunity for the individual, the foreign national, because he or she is getting valuable experience in their course of study. President Obama has also been, you know, as I said, is a huge champion of this visa. And recently we had legislation change that identified that if an individual was studying in the STEM field, so again, science, technology, engineering, and math, they were given the opportunity to extend their employment authorization for 17 months. Um, but now they can now extend for an additional two years. So an individual in the STEM fields will actually, upon completion of their study, have three years of work authorization. So a company doesn't need to go through the visa sponsorship or any of those costs that are incurred with a visa sponsorship. Um, but they can still get the talent and the skill that they need. Lakshmi, you make this sound so uh, so easy and so simple. I know it's a complicated issue, uh, and uh, certainly we'll make sure that uh, our listeners have your information so uh, they can discuss it further and hopefully uh, be educated on the topic. Uh, I know, in particular, right now the uh, the Mexico issue is uh, is a hot topic. Uh, Donald Trump. Yes, I had to bring in the. Uh, uh, the Donald in into this segment, uh, he believes that uh, building a wall is is the way to go. And uh, I know you're uh, Lakshmi. You're talking a lot about the uh, sort of that skilled uh, talent uh, coming in for uh, STEM type positions. Uh, the reality is that we actually have millions of uh, people here in this country uh, illegally. Uh, tell us a little bit about uh, sort of break down the headlines for us of what the options are uh, in addressing that. What are the uh, candidates for public office saying about the issue? And tell us a little bit about how your practice works with some of those folks that are currently undocumented. And, and is, I mean, Donald says that maybe he's going to create a little uh, army of people to round them up. Uh, break, break down the headlines for us. Absolutely. I think uh, Donald Trump has um, captured the headlines and um, identified that, yes, he will build this wall. He will send everyone here who is without status back to their home countries. Unfortunately, it's not that simple. And I don't even know that that, you know, I, I'm, I'm not convinced that that is going to be the best for our economy, for our businesses, for our general population and society. So the Republican Party tends to be a little bit more conservative on immigration, um, while, however, some of the previous candidates um, were a little bit more liberal the now presumptive nominee or I guess actual nominee at this point. It, he is pretty um He's very conservative, and he doesn't want to do anything for those who are undocumented. 
But uh, let, let's go to the Democratic side. Uh, does Hillary Clinton have a plan? You know, it's not something that's really talked about because it is such a polarizing issue. And the plan is it's very complicated. We talk about comprehensive immigration reform, which is really revamping all of our immigration laws. Folks often think immigration law is, is fairly simple. You know, it's more paper pushing and so forth. But what a lot of people fail to recognize is that next to our tax code, immigration laws and regulations are really one of the most complex. So, uh, again, just to be uh, clear, uh, Trump seems to at least have a plan. It, as you said, uh, I, it's likely not the best plan for our economy. It, it, it may not help us fill those jobs and help us uh, jumpstart the economy in, in the way that we so critically need. Um, but because it's such a polarizing issue, it is not common that we will hear Hillary Clinton talk about that issue, likely because she is relying on some of these uh, votes and these voters uh, across the country. Uh, is that a fair assessment? Yes, I think so. But I also think that um, she has identified that she is in agreement in terms of how President Obama has mm -hmm. approached the issue. Um you know, President Obama tried to pass or get Congress to come together in a bipartisan way to pass legislation that was fair, that was reasonable, that addressed the many, many issues that deal with immigration, um, whether it is enforcing our border more tightly, um, also expanding immigration for business opportunities, expanding student visa opportunities so that we're getting the best and the brightest. I think the Democratic Party is really in line with how President Obama has viewed immigration. Um, President Obama most recently because Congress couldn't pass anything, used his executive powers to pass what we call deferred action for childhood arrivals. The first round of that in 2012 went through and um, nearly 600,000 individuals, so children who entered the United States, not necessarily making the choice to come here and um, either come here illegally or come here and overstay their visas, but they're now adults and they now have the ability to have work authorization. And, but the Supreme Court will will also uh, play a role in some of these uh, some of these actions and some of the next steps on this issue. It's not just a legislative fix. The Supreme Court, which currently has a vacancy, uh, is an important uh, decision making body on this issue. Correct? Absolutely. So. President Obama had one set of executive actions that went through in 2012. He then came through in 2014 or 15 um, with another set to expand the executive actions that he initially uh, put forth. Um, that is what is now in pending litigation. It's in front of the Supreme Court, and we hope to get a ruling from the Supreme Court in June or July. But obviously the the vacancy um, does pose, you know, some um it may, it may work to our benefit or it may not. Um, we just don't know. Well, it's an interesting uh, it's an interesting topic. And again, uh, whether you're talking about skilled labor coming uh, to fill some of those engineering, science, technology, engineering uh, type roles and positions, uh, there's a lot that the federal government, a lot that state government and a lot that politics uh, plays in. So we squeezed in a lot. Uh, great conversation about politics. Great uh, demystification of the alphabet soup as well as uh, really, really interesting statistics of the numbers of companies that are struggling to attract talent. And there's no question that for business owners listening to this program, it would be wise for you to uh, pay attention to the how the immigration issues play out 
uh, on the local, state, and national level because it does impact your business, regardless of what business you're in. It does impact our economy. And uh, Lakshmi, Lakshman, there's clearly nobody that uh, really understands the issues better than you, uh, Skokie attorney. Uh, Lakshmi, I want to make sure our listeners have an opportunity to get a hold of you and continue the conversation. Uh, what's the best way uh, people can reach you? Absolutely. You know, my website is uh, www.laxmilaw.com. Um, again, www.laxmilaw.com. And all of my office contact information is on that website. Well, Lakshmi, thank you so much for joining us on Get Down to Business. I uh, would love to continue the conversation uh, at a future date uh, to talk uh, about this issue. I have a feeling that uh, perhaps unlike in prior years where uh, maybe the issues didn't come up as frequently, I have a feeling that this uh, election season will be one for the books. And uh, I think that the, uh, that the debates that will take place, immigration will be a, a hot topic. And uh, your, uh, your insight and your uh, valuable advice will be, uh, will be that much more appreciated. So uh, thank you again for joining us and Get Down to Business. After the break, we'll be chatting with uh, insurance expert Stephen Schwartz from AAA North Suburban Insurance Agency in Harlem Avenue in Chicago. Uh, he's going to tell us a little bit about some of the uh, small business insurance requirements. Looking forward to that conversation. You're listening to the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. We have so much more tips, advice, and information for you after the break. We're powered by Tandem HR. They are our solution center here on Get Down to Business, and I encourage you Get on the phone with them, 630-928-0510, 630-928-0510. Visit them online, tandemhr.com. Don't touch that dial. Get down to business returns after this break. We're so excited about our sold-out golf outing at the Bolingbrook Golf Club coming up on Thursday, June 16th to benefit Operation Support Our Troops America. If you weren't able to get in this year, don't worry. Welcome back. You're listening to Get Down to Business, the show all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. I'm joined by phone with, uh, with by Stephen Schwartz. Uh, from North Suburban Insurance Agency. Uh, Stephen, welcome to the program. Thank you, Shlom. Uh, it's great to be with you today. Absolutely. Happy Memorial Day weekend. Uh, it's great to have you on. So uh, you are an expert on small business insurance issues. Uh, tell us uh, tell us the basics of what a small business owner getting into business right after they incorporate, what sort of policies they need. Well, first of all, that's an excellent bit of advice, incorporation. Uh you should, uh, small business owners definitely should incorporate. The next step is, and a lot of, and I will tell you, a lot of small business owners skip this step, but they really should have insurance. Uh, it is called, for a small business owner, insurance companies have developed what is called a BOP, B-O-P, and that stands for Business Owners Policy. The idea is let's make it a one-stop shop of coverages for any particular business. So as an example, let's use a small bakery. A uh, small bakery will have certain needs, but all small bakeries will have certain needs, just as uh, a retailer will have certain needs. So they've developed insurance policies primarily around the needs of these uh, general businesses. And as I said, they're called BOPs. They're very simple. They're not very expensive for uh, to start out with. They can run as low as as a few hundred dollars, and this is annual. I mean, I'm not talking about monthly, but I am speaking uh, annually. A few hundred dollars, maybe at the high end, twelve hundred dollars 
or something of that nature. And, uh, of course, businesses that uh, have vehicles, uh, you might be running a, uh, a pizza shop, and if you have vehicles, you're going to need to insure those vehicles as well, right? Exactly. You would want a commercial auto policy, which is te- definitely different than a personal lines auto. Personal lines auto takes care of your, your family vehicle. Commercial auto uh, will be for, for vehicles used in a commercial setting. So every, again, every small business will have little different needs. Uh, inventories. If you have a retail operation, chances are you're going to have an inventory. You want to protect that inventory from theft, from fire, from flood. So that's another aspect that a BOP can uh, help you with. I love that name, the BOP. That's great. Sounds yeah. like a, a dance move. That's uh, that's a lot of fun. Um so there, I know there's nobody that uh, that understands this process better than you, and certainly we appreciate the insight. Um, but many uh, small business owners, after they incorporate, and as you said, incorporation is very important uh, for next steps in growth in business to protect yourself um, and really establish yourself as a company. The next step often is getting insurance, but many of our listeners likely don't uh, know exactly what they should be looking for or even what they should be asking for. So when somebody comes in uh, to the office of AAA North Suburban Insurance Agency, uh, do you have multiple, uh, are you able to shop out their plans to get them the best rates and, of course, help them understand the process? Absolutely. I mean, one of the steps that I take is, is interviewing the uh, potential client, learning about their business, learning about their needs. And I will tell you, Shlom, I mean, I, as much as I'd like to be uh, the, the perfect fit for everyone, I'm not necessarily the right agent for them. So what I will do is look and help them and guide them to the right coverages. So the, it, it's a long process. They should be interviewing their insurance agent. One of the other issues that I am feel very strongly about, and you know this from, from our past conversations, is using your insurance agent as a networking partner. Remember, that agent is sitting across the desk from many different businesses, from many different needs. Ask ask what you're looking for. Are you looking for, I don't know, a handyman? Are you looking for a painter? Are you looking for whatever the case might be? Even potential customers. That's right, Stephen. And I know that you are, you and the team of professionals at AAA North, North Suburban Insurance Agency are very involved and connected in the community. So uh, not only do you know your plans, your insurance plans know how to shop it out and get the best pricing, um, but you also are connected in the community and understand a thing or two about networking. So in that spirit, um, we are running out of time, but I want to make sure our listeners can get a hold of you. Of course, they could always stop by your office at 7520 North Harlem Avenue in Chicago. Um, but in the meantime, how can people uh, get a hold of you if they want to chat about their BOP or any other uh, small business insurance uh, requirements? Well, absolutely. They can give me a call at 847-677-1222, uh, or they can reach out uh, via my uh, uh, website, which is aaa.com forward slash North Suburban, and that'll uh, direct them uh, to me. Again, it's 847-677-1222 or aaa.com forward slash North 
suburban. Well, Stephen, we appreciate your advice on Get Down to Business and look forward to having you on again real soon. Thank you so much. Absolutely. Well, after the break, uh, talking about networking and talking about being involved in community, my next guest knows a thing or two about that. We, we will be chatting with Stephen. We, we were chatting with Stephen Schwartz. We'll be chatting with Bernie Small. Uh, Mr. Networker himself, he's going to, I know he has a lot of advice to, to share with us. He's right here in studio and can't wait to have him on uh, with me after the break. So coming up, Bernie Small, uh, don't touch the dial, Chicago, you're listening to Get Down to Business, show all about small business, jobs, and entrepreneurship. Welcome back. You're listening to Get Down to Business, and as promised, I'm joined here in studio by Bernie Small, who is Mr. Networker, and I know your day job is uh, as a realtor for uh, For Sale Realty in Grays Lake, but you uh, you pride yourself on those relationships that you build out in the community. Uh, Bernie, welcome to the program. Thank you so much, Shalom. I appreciate you having me coming here on a Sunday on Memorial Weekend. Absolutely. So, Bernie, tell us a little bit about your business and tell us how you got into the world of networking. Okay. All right. Well, um, I'm Bernie. I'm a licensed realtor. And opposed to those who are realtors, um, I do not go for family. I don't go for friends. I don't go sending out postcards. I network. Um, And my clientele are the busy person. That's exactly who I take. If you're busy, you're for me. If you're not for busy, then you're not for me. I'm more of a consultant. A concierge is what I am. Um, My mentor is Mr. Quinn O'Brien, who's the broker of For Sale Realty. He's the number one broker in Lake County, and... You know, he's taught me everything, you know, wh- what to do. So I'm learning every single day. So I know you host a, uh, a number of networking events, and uh, certainly uh, folks can find you all over on LinkedIn. But we'll talk LinkedIn in a few minutes. Uh, Bernie, tell us about the events that you're hosting. All right. So I live in Logan Square, um, and all you got to do is go to the Logan Square Chamber of Commerce website. I am plastered on page one. You can find out all about the events. You can find out the links where I'm going to be. Um, I've been doing this for five years. I've been doing this. Sounds and, like it works well for you in business. Uh, yes, it does. It's the second Monday of each month. Um, next couple months, it's at the library, Skokie, uh, I'm sorry, the uh, Logan Square <laughs> Library in Chicago. And it's free. It is. You know, I'm a strong believer that, you know, you give a lot and you get back a lot. That's um, for sure. I'm, I'm more of a connector. If people are looking for jobs or they're looking for strategic partners, I tell the folks at my networking event, you know, if you're coming here to sell something, it's not going to work because, you know, you have to build a relationship. You have to trust the person. So if there's one lesson, one message that our listeners can, uh, can come across with, uh, after uh, after listening to get down to business this week, that they could put into motion, maybe not tomorrow because of the uh, because of the holiday, but uh, later this week in their business to set them up for a successful week uh, in networking or connecting or certainly business growth. What do you think that that lesson or that tip that you would want them to uh, to put into practice would be? Well, it would be that uh, partnerships are a building block of networking. You might not meet someone that very first time but you'll know someone that can provide you with the introduction. You know, it's consistency and friendliness are the key along with a follow-up. That's for sure. Uh, the the consistency uh, is key to the follow-up, and it is about building a relationship. Uh, you don't use that term building uh, lightly, just like you build a house. Um, and you are in the real estate world. I've seen our thing or two about this, but just like you build a house, it takes time, and uh, it's, it's over time that, 
that it's really established into a into a home. Uh, so that's very important. Networking is very much like that. And I know you are uh, very uh, committed to LinkedIn. Uh, do you think LinkedIn is a social media tool that business professionals need to be taking advantage of, or is it sort of an optional sort of thing? It's a definite yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is. Um, I invite every single person who's listening to please connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, also on LinkedIn, you can find out everything I do. I do a lot of things I do. So if you want to know more about me, just go to my LinkedIn profile. But that's where connections are made. That's where those who are looking for jobs can actually post their resume. That's where those who are looking for connections, if you're looking for XYZ, you know, you post, I'm looking for XYZ, someone will know someone who can make a connection. Uh, Bernie, I know that uh, I get some emails from you um, at the beginning of the month, which are very helpful in letting me know about some upcoming events that you're involved in, but also uh, other events that other uh, other people are involved in. Is there a one good resource that you would recommend for our listeners that are looking to, maybe they've been inspired by uh, by what you had to say about networking and relationship building. Is there a website that or, or, or place that you would recommend, a chamber, a group, an organization uh, that small business people should be looking to uh, to sort of get started in networking? They should go to where they live. They should go to their chamber of commerce, wherever they happen to live. I live in Logan Square. Uh, shout out to Paul Levin. He's the chamber director. That's where I go. If you, uh, um, you're in Skokie, you go to the Skokie chamber. But, you know, you need to start, I guess you would say, in your own backyard mm-hmm. and build out. That way people will know you, um, you know, and they'll know someone who can refer you to help you with whatever you need to be. Well, that's great. Uh, certainly uh, Mr. Uh, Mr. Networker himself, uh, Bernie Small, uh, from For Sale Realty, but uh, but also very involved in hosting events and uh, love uh, seeing your updates on LinkedIn. So I know uh, one of the ways people can get a hold of you is through LinkedIn. Uh, but uh, in the meantime, if our listeners have questions about uh, about uh, properties, about about uh, real estate, if they have questions about networking, how can people get a hold of you? Um, my phone number, I'm I'm out there. My phone number, if you get your pen and paper, you got it. Okay, the number is area code 773. And the phone number is 354-1066. Again, all this is on LinkedIn, my profile. Uh, my profile is Bernard Small. And... You know, it's it's, it's that simple because I, I would give an email, but it would get all jobbled up. And, you know, <laughs> folks would be calling you, Shalom, go like, oh, can you have Bernie's number again? Uh, so no. just well, you're, easy, you're easy to find <laughs> online. Well, we appreciate your insight. Appreciate the information. Check out Bernie Small on LinkedIn. And uh, make sure you put into practice some of those tips that he just provided about taking advantage of LinkedIn and networking. And coming up, I'll be sharing some comments on women in the workplace uh, it's interesting, uh, 2015 was the year women broke into two of the most powerful boys' clubs in the world, the National Football League and the race for the U.S. presidency. I'll be telling you a little bit about that. Coming up after the break, Get Down to Business is powered by Tandem HR, your solution center. Check them out online, tandemhr.com, or give them a call, 630-928-0510. You can always get on my website, shalomkline.com, or you can hear and download the, uh, my conversations with folks like Bernie. Don't touch that dial. Great talent is the driving force behind your successful business. If you don't have the right people in key roles, then you have talent gaps. I-100-3391. 
You can find out about all of my events at ShalomKlein.com. Now it's time for your business tip of the week, which can be heard daily on the morning show at 7.30 a.m. right here on AM560. The answer, 2015, as I said, was a breakthrough year. Women broke into two of the most powerful boys clubs in the world, the National Football League and the race for the U.S. presidency. The Arizona Cardinals hired Jen Welter to be the first female coach in the NFL. A 96-year-old barrier fell. And the presidential campaign of Hillary Clinton, currently the leading contender for the Democratic presidential nomination, goes beyond politics, as she certainly, uh, regardless of what you think about her, she serves as a role model for young women making their way in formerly all-male domains. Unfortunately, a female presidential candidate and uh, Welter's historic hiring does not mean bias against women in traditionally male jobs has disappeared. Firefighting is a good example of a male-dominated occupation, one that has historically been considered a non-traditional place for women. A non-traditional occupation for women is is one in which women make up 25% or less of total employment. That's from the U.S. Department of Labor, the DOL. Firefighting is one field which was initially very resistant to hire women. In 1993, Rosemary Bliss became the woman's first female fire chief when she took the helm of the fire department for for the San Francisco suburb, uh, Tyburn, California. But despite progress, there are still very few female firefighters in 2012. Just 3.4% of U.S. firefighters, about 10,000 were female, according to a National Fire Protection Association study. One obstacle to building more diverse fire departments, or for that matter, small businesses, is that local governments control emergency services and oversee hiring and firing. That's what James Ridley, the Director of Education, Training, and Human Resources for the International Fire of Fire Association of Firefighters, an organization representing 300,000 U.S. and Canadian firefighters. That means, he says, that all hiring is run by each separate department and approved by municipalities around the nation. There's no overarching body that enforces diversity requirements or expectations. Non-traditional jobs for women generally have relatively high entry-level wages, paying 20 to $30 per hour while offering career paths leading to leadership positions. Um, for example, construction. Let's talk about construction for a moment. There's a woman that I found uh, that I spoke to, actually, Ricky Lovejoy, uh, who owns a construction business in San Antonio, Texas, and she's president of the National Association of Women in Construction. Women interested in breaking into non-traditional fields, she suggests, should consider acquiring skills through local educational institutions, certifications, and degrees, or other official documents of competency can help break women into those male-dominated fields. Combat's no longer off limits to women. The U.S. Defense Department announced in December of this past year that women should be allowed in all military combat roles. They can now serve as Army Rangers, Green Beret, uh, Navy SEALs, Marine Corps, Infantry, Women, and Air Force paratroopers. Defense Secretary Ash Carter pledged that women will be allowed to drive tanks, uh, fire mortars, and lead infantry soldiers into combat. Um, So lots of uh, breakthrough opportunities for women uh, in business, we talked uh, a lot about uh, about some of those uh, challenges in attracting talent uh, into open positions with our uh, prior guest, Lakshmi Lakshmanan, and uh, certainly uh, br- continuing to break through those barriers and bringing women 
into those non-traditional uh, positions like firefighting, like uh, combat, um, but you don't need to be so far-fetched, but also into some of the other jobs uh, like uh, doctors and like uh, engineers uh, that will uh, do wonders in helping us fill those open positions in today's economy. So uh, we had so much great advice. We just finished a conversation with Bernie Small about networking. Uh, I encourage you to get uh, in in contact and connected with him on LinkedIn. He spoke with Stephen Schwartz about small business, the BOP insurance requirements. And earlier in the program, we spoke with Lakshmi Lakshman regarding immigration and nationality law and uh, talked about some fascinating statistics about today's workforce and sort of broke down that alphabet soup and talked a little bit about politics as well. Jam-packed lineup of guests. You can always download those podcasts on my website, shalomklein.com. That's where you can find out a sneak peek of who's going to be on next week on the show, all about small business jobs and entrepreneurship. Get Down to Business is powered by Tandem HR. Check them out, tandemhr.com. To success, let's get down to business. We'll talk to you next Sunday at 6 p.m. For the past 100 years, R.B. Hayward Company has been a leader in the Chicagoland HVAC sheet metal industry.